My name's Alex, and in a couple days, my wife and I are having a baby. This is the first entry in an audio diary podcast I'm calling, Are You There, Pod? It's me, Dad. Every week, I'll recap the previous week in figuring this parenting stuff out in real time while calling up my friends that all had babies within the same month I did. So come with me as I figure out parenting on the fly. Did you, Brian? I did, Ron. I'm, I'm, I'm in the present moment, currently recording. I, I don't even know. I think Dante might be start trying to sabotage the show now. Well, because when we pressed record, a, a, a robot voice came on and said your recording is starting or something like that. It said you're being recorded, is what it said, which made me lead, led me to believe that Dante is. Doing some surveillance on us. I wouldn't doubt it, Rana. I wouldn't doubt it. There's a lot. You know, I've been watching Madam Secretary lately. What on earth are you talking about? I've been watching Madam Secretary lately. I just started watching it. And have you I, absolutely run out of absolutely everything a person could watch? I don't know what to tell you. I also watched Flight Plan last night. I don't know what to tell What's you. What's Flight Plan one. again? Who's on that one? Jody Is it Liam Neeson? No. Jodie Foster. Oh, oh yeah. And so she is her she's on a flight back to America. Her daughter goes missing on the plane and everyone on the flight is like, "We don't know what you're talking about. You didn't come on here with the daughter." <gasps> and it's she's basically like, "I know I did." And the daughter's hidden somewhere on this plane and they're it's Peter Sarsgaard is the villain and it's like a very 90s action flick but that came out in like 2006, 2007. Yeah. So and is Sean it Jody Penn was Foster supposed to be as Liam Neeson? Yes. It's okay. Jodie Foster's. You know how she does. Like she did the Brave One and sure. Panic Room. Panic and Room. Yeah. And she does those. So so this movie was supposed to star Sean Penn, Flight Plan, yeah. and the game with Michael Douglas and Sean Penn was supposed to star Jodie Foster instead of Sean Penn. This is what I read about it. They did a switcheroo. They did a switcheroo. They did an Iceland and Greenland. They did an Iceland Greenland classic confusion, <laughs> as if the game wasn't confusing enough. Uh. But yeah, so I watched Flight Plan and I've been watching Madam Secretary. Strong female leads. What can I tell you? I didn't know you were such a Tay Leone fan. I didn't either. In fact, I pretty much knew I wasn't. Yeah. And has and, that all changed? You know, not really. I think the jury's still out. I sort of just like it. <laughs> like if I'm writing or something, that's the show I like having on in the background. Wow. That is yeah. quite a process. Yeah. I wonder how much of it will seep into whatever you're writing. I don't know. I can't wait. But you know, here's some hot Hollywood gossip. Oh. So Tia Leone and the guy who plays her husband, who's Tyne Daly's brother, the one from Wings. Tim? Steven Weber? Or no. St- oh, oh, Tim uh, Daly. Yeah, what's his- Tim Daly. He's Tyne Daly's brother? Yeah, can you believe it? That's you're the biggest shock of me. all. Now I'm you're not lying. everything up. I'm not lying. You're Dante, fired look from up, this show. Look That's up Tyne- not true at all. Dante, look up Tyne Daly, Tim Daly, brother, sister. Or you like that. cannot. You're telling me they're Warren Beatty and Shirley MacLaine. I am telling you they're Warren Beatty and Shirley of MacLaine. TV. That, those two are. But Tyne Daly's about thirty years older than uh, I, it Tim. Seems Daly. so. It does seem so. But you know, he sort of wasn't Wings in the '80s, and early night. Can confirm. There you go. Dante just wrote. Can confirm. How do I not know that? I don't know, but I am. I cannot tell you what joy it brings me to be the bearer of that news to you. I'm so thrilled. I feel like I have to stop the show and tell every person in the street that I meet. 
it makes it's absolutely a Warren Beatty, Shirley McLean, because you never really see them talking about each other. Well, I guess they're never really covered in the press anymore. They also look nothing alike until zero. you start until you start looking at them, and then you think they have the same bone structure, probably. And they have sort of similar eyes. Yeah, different coloring. Correct, but you don't. I don't get the sense that one has ever helped out the other. No. Mm-mm. If anything, you get the sense that she's not happy about the fact that he ever got wings or was employed for as long as he was. I get that sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. When people, are, when you have brothers and sisters in businesses together and they ask the other one about them and they think, what are you asking me that question for? Yup. Because yep. also he's kind of a heartthrob, but she's like an actress, you know, with a capital A. Yeah, he's he was sort of a bow hunk in his day. Correct. Still yeah. is. Looks great. Where does bow hunk come from? I don't know, Rana, but I like he, that. He's the kind of guy that could get a facelift and could carry it, pull it off. Totally. He's like he's got the John Stamos thing. Yeah, where they have bone structures. They could they can keep it going. Exactly. But he and yeah. Taylioni, sparks flew on the set of Bad of Secretary. <laughs> The and dating? they're together. They are. They're together. Well, that makes a lot of sense. He has a Duchovny-esque look. He kind of does, but without the sort of I hope he's a nice guy. Parts. Me too. Well, David Duchovny's probably very nice. He's just not yeah. someone you want to be married to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Probably yeah. not the, the, the most secure of people to yeah. you want to you, lovemaking. With David Duchovny, you're definitely getting a phone call in the middle of the night. You know, do you remember your if, husband if, doesn't come home, and then the, you're waiting for the phone to ring, and could be anything. Well, I anyone. Say, is there anything more specific to a period of time than talking about Tim Daly, David, David Duchovny, and yeah. Taylioni? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the one who's living in it, not me. You're right. That you're really the is one the who sort has of- chosen to transport themselves back to 1997 or whatever it is. They were real. They were real. You know what they were, Rana? They were TV stars. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Specifically television stars. Sort of 97 to 2004 ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking you, of yes. fabulous things that we have today, that was fun, of hot gossip that we have. That's right. We have a, a fabulous follow up, which I was not expecting. Oh my God, me neither, but like yeah. bated breath for this. This one. is the kind of follow up everyone's going to be excited about because this was a hot letter. I actually didn't think we'd hear from this person. I never did either. And I can't believe how good-natured she is in her response after after the road we went down. Were we nice to her? And after the letter she said, well, we were, but she sent a letter. Oh, my God, London, that's right. Yeah, she was just, you know. London was like, I think the joke's hilarious. Keep it going. It is funny. London was more like, take a joke. Yeah, learn to take a joke. Right. Tell your mothers to not be so serious. Which I agreed with ish, but also it was very, this was, this would have offended. Yeah. Well, look, this was, you know, temperatures were running hot. This woman was eight months pregnant at the time when she wrote us the letter. The husband was, you know, is a prankster. She married a prankster and she has two very serious mothers who. And the husband called the set, told the mother, one of the mothers, she looked like Donald Trump. And then. (laughs) And then the woman, the mother was clearly offended. And then he wouldn't let it, and he wouldn't and the drop daughter it. Was and like, then he posted a picture in the group chat. Posted a picture in the group chat of a Photoshop. Or no, a side-by-side something. I, it was, does this remind you of anyone is right. what it was. Yeah, exactly. Wearing and the, the daughter same was shirt. like, it didn't fly the first time and you're doubling down now. I know. It makes Outrageous. me like, it makes me like him a little bit I more. I know it does run. He's when got I that. When I think about it. Well, it's that New England humor. It's that sort of mean. Well, it's funny because I don't like a cat in the hat, but I do think it's funny that if he thinks something's funny, he doesn't drop it. 
That's true. He's like, no, I wait, you have to get on board on with some me. Level when he said, tenacity. when he's like, I know I'm funny. Right. So I'm not dropping this, but anyway. <laughs> but it's we pretty, pretty bold it. of him yes, to, to offend someone's did. mother and then double down. It's her, and it's not just someone's mother, it's his mother his, in his law. Mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay, so here's the follow up. Thank you for your sage advice. I took your advice and, in an abundance of caution, banned my husband from the family group chat. Good. This attempt at risk management has helped so far, and I think my husband sees it as a badge of honor. In parentheses, she wrote, What a fucker. Ha ha. So she thinks he's sort of funny. Right. So we already know she's over it because she wrote that. Exactly. And she married this guy, which is what we kept saying to her. You chose this guy. Yeah. She was one of those people who was sort of like laughing. She had like her hands over her face laughing sort of like this cannot be funny to me this is this is so rude that he's doing this but why i'm laughing a little you know what it I mean? it is yeah there are people who admire people that are funny but are not funny themselves and so they don't know where the line is correct so they they get upset with themselves when they cross the line because they're not line crosses they're goody two-shoes yeah and then they get upset when they cross the line and they get ups- they get mad at themselves for laughing at something that they found funny. But that's the thing about things that you find funny. What can you Not do? Not to mention- They're funny. Th- th- I forgot that this person's an OU person. In other words, they spell honor OU. How could you forget? Her mothers live in the deepest Alaskan tundra, oh, four and a half right. hours drive from a city that's already not a city where she lives with a husband. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Further, the day after your episode addressing my question posted, I went into early labor with <gasps> our son five weeks early. Unbelievable. Nothing helps to put things into perspective more than a baby in the NICU. Oh, no kidding. Baby Harvey is healthy and back home now. Photo of him and our very sweet bulldog, Sylvia, attached. I love a bulldog named Sylvia. Isn't that cute? So cute. We have since listened together and laughed at the outside perspective and are now seemingly trivial disagreement. I'm writing primarily to thank you for the beautiful bamboo baby set that we received. Bamford. It's a it's a Bamford. word. It was a um, what do you call it when it spells for you? Oh, uh, like an autocorrect. Yeah, autocorrect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I sent her. I sent her a separate bamboo. Oh, kit. yeah. Oh, okay. Which is great because I went to CVS and they have a store yes, brand at bamboo. Least. Yes, at Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I sent her. Uh, we have, okay. I'm writing to thank you primarily for the Bamford baby set that we received. I received it on a day that was particularly stressful and tiring. The baby was still, was in the hospital still. And I almost cried at receiving something so beautiful and generous. It smells perfect. Kiss, kiss, Casey and Harford and Harvey. And then she wrote correction. Bamford, not bamboo. Well, why didn't she change it in the beginning? She had to write back again. That was the Oh, it's all posted. Sometimes together. they put these briefs together and they they're not clear enough. You know, well, yeah. I ha- I'm not supposed to have to go through the mailbox. I mean, I'm just not. Right. That's no. why I have I'm gonna smudge that's your why fingers. I have a, that's why I have a team. Correct. And so luckily I did know because I saw that. But yeah, she wrote back. She was horrified, of course, that she had misspelled Bamford for bamboo. Right. But well, I guess she didn't get my bamboo travel not set. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Well, Hopefully she will. Something else to look forward to. Yeah. It's all light green. More neon. Rana. Yeah. Um, I Baby to- Javi, I have to say, is very cute. And I got to say, this and Sylvia, Sylvia yeah, is she's something else. a stunner. 
Yeah. She's beautiful, this bulldog. I love a bulldog named Sylvia who's protecting a baby. Actually, she's protecting she's, the baby. She's like Nanny from Peter Pan. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Rana, we also got some amazing reviews. Would you like to hear Of them? course I would. One nine seven two seven six three two seven two. Mark says, elegance and advice. If you were looking for advice to fix your life, or elegance to improve your life, look no further. Rana and Brian will give you what you need to be, what you need to be the person you ought to be, which is not who you think you should be. Five stars only. That was very clever. (laughs) Patrick Good, P-A-T-R-I-E-K-G-U-D. I love this podcast. Rana is a national treasure. Bry dash Ann. Brian. I love it when people Brian call me Brian. Yeah. Is very mouthy. <gasps> I wish that he wouldn't scoop up all the eligible lobster catcher bachelors. Save some for us. Five stars. And then he signed it Maddie, crabbing associate, Gloucester fishing and private charters. I wonder if he really is. He might be. I wonder. Yeah. Deadbeat holiday. Well, maybe he's someone you could meet because maybe that's what you I was going to mo- say. Maybe you want to move on from lobsters to crabs. I don't know. What is it called when someone introduces you to someone osmosis? Uh, no. Oh, when someone introduces you to someone, it's called osmosis. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if you want to move on from lobsters to crabs, Brian. Have you ever had crabs? Well, you know what, Rana? People can't catch <laughs> lobster. Rana! <laughs> you know I haven't, but a roommate of mine in college did. Oh, where was, do they get them? I know, where right? Where do they get them? And I was totally panicked that oh, I would get them. Oh, so disgusting didn't. to even think. How do they get rid of them? Like lice? Do they and I'll use never forget. Quell shampoo down there or something? I never really asked, but oh, then I, I so knew that sickening. it was right around the time when everyone was donating food and clothing <sighs> to Kosovo because he was oh. like, oh, maybe I should donate some clothes. And I go, please no. don't. Yeah. I go, please don't. He goes, oh, right. Yeah, I shouldn't. So he didn't. But yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so sickening. It really is. I don't even know what they are, really. I mean, I know I don't they- either, but by or- the way, they look organisms. like crabs. They literally look like them. I'm going to throw everything up. So gross. Whatever's possibly in my stomach, I'm going to throw it up at oh, this geez, conversation. I don't blame you, Rana. And finally, uh, our last review for today comes from Deadbeat Holiday. Honestly, the best. Excuse me, I should have written this review months ago. Yeah. If you listen to this, but no kidding. By the way, all these reviews come from Apple Podcasts, but you can rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And you should. It helps the show tremendously. It makes a big difference. It and really it makes, does. It does make me happy that people are going back and reviewing, reviewing because we've asked them to. Right. And, it, you know, we're ta- you could go back. Your review could say, love it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to say anything. Exactly. We just need those five stars. We do, Rana. And a word. That's right. A thumbs up emoji. But to answer a your kiss, question, kiss Rana. kiss emoji. Yeah. I do think lobsters are sexier than crabs. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, excuse me, I should have written this review months ago. If you listen to this podcast, you'll become a better version of yourself because you'll start hearing Rana and Brian's voices in your head telling you to get real, stop being stupid, and stop taking yourself too seriously. And you'll be a better and less annoying person because of it. I've also taken some wonderful product recommendations from the show and become a Patreon subscriber for the first time thanks to this podcast. Oh. 
Rana and Brian are truly gifts to this world. Kiss, kiss. Well, I don't think we ever tell people to stop being stupid. We don't use the word stupid. But we do use a lot of other words that add up to the same thing. Yeah. It all sort of, like, I guess if you were to (laughs) distill it, it comes down to get real and stop being stupid. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, our Patreon numbers have been growing uh, exponentially, which has been wonderful. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, sorry. No, it makes me so happy to welcome so many new people into the carriage house. Well, Rana, not to mention we're about to do our coffee clatch. Oh. Coming tell, right up June 11th. Tell me about it. Okay. I'll tell you all about it, Rana. Tell me about it. If you're a subscriber to the Ask Rana Coffee, which is the best coffee in the world, according to many people, but including Easily. Me, easily. Easily, yeah. What are you doing with your life? If not, you're going to die at what my new concoction is, which by the way, <laughs> is very familiar to everybody, except I'd never tried it. Okay. <laughs> Milk and coffee? Close. I get my shades of vanilla ready. I get it brewed. Okay. I fill my cup. Well, how do I do it? I do it two separate ways. Okay. I'll do it this way. First, I pour my shades of vanilla into a mug, hot. Okay. Okay. And then I do a decent two second honey pour and I Ah. melt the honey in the coffee. And then I do it iced because I tried this at a cafe by me uh, or on the vineyard. So then I put a cup full of ice in a, in a glass. I put almond milk in the glass and then poured the honey coffee over it and swirled it all together. It's a honey almond vanilla coffee. Rana, I'm telling you, it's incredible. I'm finding that very hard to believe. No, I know. I had thought because I saw in a few honey different cafes. Honey and coffee to me. I had found that. not I, supposed to be together. I agree, I agree, but I saw in a few different cafes that it's like a thing this summer, honey They're lattes. doing it? Yeah, honey latte. And I was like, oh, God, there's no way that could be that good. It doesn't sound good. And I tasted it. Oh, my God. It was so good. Really? Yeah. I was shocked. I actually now like honey better in coffee than in tea. How about that? Come on. I'm not kidding. That's two blockbuster announcements you've made this episode. (laughs) I don't think I've ever blown Rana's mind twice in one session. First, the Daily Family uh, announcement. (laughs) I mean, that was a big one. That was, And now that, well, the first three, really. The fact that you were watching Madam Secretary was the first announcement I couldn't get. You're right. It's been a a big, big week. (laughs) Big week over here. Wow. All right. I okay. would, if I were you. I want people to try it and let us know. Okay, I I can't really, I want to know if I can trust Brian's palate. So you what, what I want to do is charge the audience. Sure. I want them to try it. Yep. And I want them to do a story and tag us in it or Great do idea. a little video with a little 15 second review. Because you can't really do more than 15 seconds in stories if you want people to pay attention. True. And uh, I will say this, you don't have to use almond milk. You could use regular milk or oat. Also, it could be hot or iced, but it's a, a honey uh, latte. And I want to know what markets. Also tag us what city you're in. Because I want to know when these trends hit, I like to see the way that they hit. So are they doing it in St. Louis? Mm. Is it Has it hit Chicago? Mm-hmm. Is it only by coastal right now? Sure, yeah. Yeah, all right. I want them to tag us and all. I want to know, I want the boots on the ground report on this. Well, no, Rana, I actually know for a fact that it's more than by coastal because my mom was the one who tried it and told me about it. She got it at a cafe and she was Get like, it's sort of here. good. Yeah, and she's in Texas. Your mother? Yeah. Went out of yeah. her comfort zone and tried a honey latte? She did. Now that's the fourth revelation we've had today. Rana, 
I don't know what's happening. She'll be voting I, I might Democrat be right before now. you know it. This she'll might be, be the ghost of me. Yeah, she'll be voting right. at least independent. You know what? Which is frankly just as bad in, in, the, in this world we're living in now. That's not really a, a step forward, really. All right. Listen to me. Our guest yeah. is here. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. We can talk about this when she comes because I want to know if she's coming to the coffee party, the one year anniversary. June coffee 11th. Party. If you're a subscriber to the coffee, askronacoffee.com. Uh, and also uh, make sure to include your email, right? And your profile so we can email you the invitation and everything. Or have those gone out yet? I can't remember. No, I can't okay. I can't remember. I don't think they've gone out yet. I can't remember because that's really what I said. I have a team for. Right, exactly. But uh, you have to include your email in your profile if you haven't done that already. Because mm. otherwise we have no way to invite you mm. uh, and get the link to you, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, we're giving $1 from every bag that we sell this month for June uh, to uh, an LGBTQ plus charity, which we will announce on our Instagram if we haven't already. The charity is called Focus on the Family. It's for anyone oh, it, who wants to know. oh, it is? No. <laughs> That's a really anti-LGBTQ plus organization. Is that a conversion I used therapy? to read their movie reviews when I was in high school because <laughs> my parents <laughs> subscribed to their newsletter. And so I would just read the movie reviews and they were so much fun because they, they I, hated everything. Obviously. Oh, I bet. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. All right. Today we have an incredible guest. I oh can't gosh. wait to get to her. Yep. Uh, she's a fan of the show. Young Hollywood royalty. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, Lucia Agnello. Yes. Brian Tia. Rana. I've got some news hot off the presses. H A W T. One of our absolute favorite podcasts hosted by two of our absolute favorite people, no question. These dreamy people, let's say uh, that. Are going through a, a rebranding, as they say in the business. A post-ish pandemic rebirth. In acknowledgement of the fact that they live in Los Angeles, they're both fully vaccinated, and that across the country and in parts of the world, people are, are starting, up. starting to open up a little bit. Uh, dear, dear pals at the Stay F. Homkins podcast, pardon me, pardon which me. if you're not listening to this, you're out of your mind Get is, all, is all I can say. Two of the most charming people that you can imagine. Every Friday night, they record a podcast together, Paul F. Tompkins and his gorgeous, fabulous, talented wife, Janie Haddad Tompkins, pardon Terrific. me. Terrific. They are now, instead of calling it a quarantine podcast, calling it an after-dinner podcast. You know what? Nothing says Tompkins to me like after-dinner podcast. I'm going to be – that's real. I have to say, it's so elegant. And if you've ever socialized with them, which I believe you have, I Same can't way. think of something better than the time after dinner where you take a sort of snifter of brandy sure. into the library with these two. And that is when the nitty gritty really starts to happen. And you get happen. real classy. Yeah. That's true. So the show is hilarious. It's entertaining. They are rock on tours like you can't imagine. And if you're not already listening, you're a fool. So Fool. I believe it comes out every Friday night right after they record. It's Stay of Homekins, and it's wherever you get your podcasts. Love it. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create a podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. 
It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Brian. It's only my favorite new show of the Arona. And I mean, it's, it's right up my oh, alley. What do you think? You're special? You think you're the only one who thinks this is the best show of the year? Yeah. Pardon me? No. You di- you discovered this show. People I are discovered, going nuts oh, over this I discovered, show. I discovered this show, and I've been telling everyone you've got to watch Hacks. It's take it from me. I've been, you know, it, I'm sort of you with my blog and my vlog and my, you know, oh, you do a Instagram. lot of vlogging. That's true. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I wrote Driver's License and the album Sour for Libby Rodriguez, so I sort of get it. And yeah, so I'm the one who put hacks on the map, but it is my favorite show. Right People now, sure. are going crazy over this show. It checks every box. How can it have that many good reviews? How's that a thing? There's a lot of gay men writing reviews now, Rana. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but this show is so unbelievable. And we have with us today, not only is she one of the creators of this show, not sure. only is she one of the writers of the show. We have yeah. to say that because people in the regular, the layman don't understand that the well, creator like Mariah Carey. and the writer is the same thing. Yeah. Mariah Carey always says, yeah. people don't understand that I write my own songs. They never recognize me for that. So that's what, it, we got Lucia's writer and it was the first thing it said. Not only that, a director of the show, Padme, yeah. mm. the pilot, mm-hmm. and several other episodes. Yeah. More importantly than all of that, Fan of our show, pardon me. That's the most shocking part, I have to say. Is it? Is it surprising that the world of hacks and Ask Rana would collide? I mean, there is something very Shades of V about Jean Smart in that, for sure. Yeah. I'm wondering if she's like that in real life. We're going to ask her. I wonder if if people are exactly how they are on TV that they are in life. They must be, right, Rana? They have to be. We were yeah. just talking about Tim and Tyne Daly. Exactly. Siblings. They have to. I don't believe that she's an inch different in person than she is on television. We're going to ask her. Maybe Lucia, she's a little warmer. Lucia. Lucia. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Agnello. Is that wrong? That's right. Wrong? That's right. Lucia Agnello. Agnello. You want to hear the full name? Yeah. Yeah. Lucia Loredana Antonietta Claire Isabella Agnello. That's the full. Including Why? a confirmation. Wow. Including a confirmation. Why so many names? Are they all family names? Um, They are. Uh, well, You're named after everybody's grandmother. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, Lucia is one of my grandmothers. Laura Don yeah. is like a family name on one side. They're they're all connected in some way to to a family member, except for the confirmation. Yeah. Are but you, you know, were you born in Were you born in the old country? I was. Wow. Where? I was born in Anzio, which is outside of Rome, wow. well known for where many American soldiers died in World War II. And I like to say, in one American was born there. So kind of, you know, it all, it all comes out. out the wash. Yeah. I didn't realize you were born in, outside of Rome. Why, yes. what was your family doing over there? Well, my dad grew up in Italy and then he came over to America when he was 17 and my mom's first generation. And, uh, they met in Boston in the North end and what? they, yes. I didn't know any of this. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Massachusetts girl. And, uh, so they got married. They went on their honeymoon to Italy and just kind of stuck around. They won a bunch of money gambling and drove around Europe. And what? That is yeah. so glamorous. And so they ended up having me and 
you know, a year later, they were still there. And uh, yeah. And then my, then I moved back. And so my brother and my sister were born in Massachusetts, in Northampton. So is Ansia your ancestral family home or just where they happened to be at the time? It's where, well, it's where my grandmother and cousins and uncle happened to be at the time. I still have one cousin who lives there, um, but my grandmother has kind of recently returned to more central Italy, where, where she's from. Do you think they missed the fast life? My pa- who? Your parents gambling, running oh. around in cars. It sounds pretty great. Um, maybe my dad, well, my parents are in the restaurant industry. So I think they got their like hit that that was a long, many decades of a different kind of fast life. But now they live in Truro and they are just absolutely relaxing. Oh, oh yeah. Truro is absolutely gorgeous, Brian. That's where I told you I was going to stay. When we I know where Truro is, Rana. It's town residents. I'm R- going to stay at uh, mm-hmm. in Truro. That, yeah, that's right. Rana said she wouldn't come to Provincetown with me, even though I told oh. her someone could go for the day and she could have the room. Just for the day. No, I'm not going to stay there. I'll perform. Right. But I'm going to stay in Truro, even though, of course, I'll have to go back to the vineyard when that's, you know. Mm. No, it's just going to be hard for me to stay in three cities all at once, Rana. So I can't do Provincetown, No, no, you'll stay where you are. Well, then I'll stay stay with Lucia. That's fine. Yeah, stay with my family. (laughs) Stay with your parents. They sound much more relaxed. What was the gambling game that they won all their money on? And how much money are we talking? Enough to buy a car. God, that is so I don't know. I don't know the game. Wow. Aren't they exciting? Yeah. Yeah, they're very cool. They're still cool. Huh. Hmm. You seem shocked. I am absolutely absolutely shocked. You think you you know know a person. Sorry, I'm not going to let another second go by without talking about Gene Smart, who is probably, I would say, for a long time has flown – I think mainstream under the radar is an absolute genius. Um, I think those of us who know have always known. Mm. Is she just the dreamiest, most brilliant actor you could ever want to work with? Yes. Yeah. How did you really, even get her? How, what was this answer, process? Yeah. Um, we really just did the whole traditional send the script to her people and they liked it. And I think she was, I don't mean to speak for her, but I believe she was kind of wanting to stay in LA more because she'd been yeah. like, you know, traveling and she had actually... I think she was about to leave for mayor when we first, well, I mean, obviously the COVIDness of it all, but she was about to leave for that. Cause I think she shot some of that before and some after and I might be incorrect about that, but um, you know, she has um, a 13 year old daughter. And so I think she was looking to stay in town more. Wow. A 13 year old daughter. Is that what you said? Yes. And a, a 31 year old, 30 something year old son. Yes. Wow. That. It's never too late, Ron. I keep telling you that. I guess. I would love to have a little baby. I guess around not. Here. I guess yeah. not. Well, Brian, I'll see what I can do. Thanks, Ronna. I would love that. I would love anything, any strings you, you could pull. Are you willing to be a Manny? Of course. Uh, I didn't Me know and the she lobster, had such you know, a young has, daughter. His mother, the lobsterman's uh, mother, still has um, his like cradle and playpen and stuff up. Oh, I'm certain she does. Yeah, from years ago. So, so it would be very easy for does. me to bring that baby over there. <laughs> <laughs> The show is so fabulous. It's so brilliant, Lucia, yeah. truly. And it's been such a welcome treat. I mean, look, okay, quarantine, okay, COVID. Everybody has watched everything. Right. What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? What should I be watching? That's what everyone's. But at the same time, it's hard for a show to break through all that noise because people mm. are consuming so much content. But this is what people want. I mean, we just went through 
Minori and, or however you pronounce it, I know I'm doing that wrong, and Nomad Land, and all these real, this spell of brilliant things, but real downers. And it's mm. sometimes difficult to have something brilliant that is also very funny, that is also well acted, that is also just well done across the board. So this is like such a wonderful respite. I think it's so wonderful that the show is, it lets the people be who they are. Let's put it that way. That there is such an authenticity that is coming through on screen. And of course, they're funny and they're quick and they're charming and all of that. But it's so human, this show. It's sort of observing. And I think that that's the thing about shows that we've, at least for me, that I've been watching in the last couple of years, is that you miss something where you can really sink your teeth into the characters. Mm. That it isn't about just the con- – the show's pretty high concept, but it doesn't feel high concept when you're watching it. It feels like it's just the story of these people's lives unfolding in this moment that they're at and this sort of serendipitous, which is an odd word to use because it makes it sound positive, but these two women that are sort of – trying to figure out what their next move is. Sure. And oddly, one of them's about 25 and the other one's about 65. And they find themselves kind of stuck in the same moment. And it is so fun to watch the interplay uh, in the intergenerational interplay too. And I just, I, I'm devouring every moment. Of, and of course, Deborah's office is my favorite thing I've seen oh, in a long time. That's a beautiful time. room. It is. Who is the set designer? This movie looks like a zillion dollars. Uh, pr- our production designer is John show, Carlos. Um, he he comes from Westworld and Ellen Goros, oh. who does our art. Uh, our, our you can tell there's yeah. a lot of similarities between Westworld and Pats. There's <laughs> a lot of crossover. You can tell. You, I knew that he, instantly. He must yeah. be so delighted to work with so many fabrics and textures after yes. Westworld. It's a, it is a stunning <laughs> place of hers there. <laughs> yes. And I mean, he really like put a lot of thought into like each space, like what what is the textures, what are like, he has more rounded um, furnitures up in, the, uh, in her bedroom while that office is a little bit more woods and- um, Yeah. You know, it's still comfortable, but yeah, I mean, they really the the production is all the crew, like the entire crew. Every and who's the really. costume designer? Kathleen Felix Hager. She most recently did, I believe, Veep. I was going to say she's from Veep. Yeah, wow, she, that makes a lot of sense because she's dressing everybody's bodies beautifully. I was going to say perfect. Yeah. The, yeah. these are perfectly tailored clothes. The outfit yes. that she wears to the bus mitzvah. Mm, isn't that I an mean, incredible dress? That I think that dress. may have been jeans. I think it may have, maybe. There's a chance that that's jeans from home. And then they put that Kentucky Derby hat on top of her. <laughs> 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 but it was, the dress was, I mean, knockout. She's yes. such a knockout. Well, she's, yeah. a, she's a Barbie doll. Like everything fits yeah. her incredibly well. It's funny when you have, you know, the the woman who's, you know, the younger girl of the the uh, Marty's girlfriend Ivy standing next to her, and you're like, these are the these. She was, you know, 27 or something. These are the same body. It just Crazy. happens to be on one yeah. of Jean Smarts. It was, yeah. She she looks incredible. That's her best wig so far. The bat mitzvah wig. That we do like the bat mitzvah wig. We're going. Yeah. With the, I mean, yeah. You you like that better than the show wig? I do. Mm. Yeah. It's a little more modern. It was. Yeah. It's, it's a little sexier. But it's yeah. a different. But it's a different thing. It wouldn't work as well on stage as it right. does. Yeah. How do but you feel about the wigs? Well, I think the wigs are great because I okay. think because I think that you you have you're being very honest about the wigs. 
So if she, if we weren't being honest, there's about nothing wigs, worse than a wig liar. I know well, for sure. But yeah. you know, but you know what I mean, which is that you see people wearing wigs. I mean, I am very in tune with the wigs on every show I'm watching. Thinking this is mm. they couldn't have given them five extra thousand dollars for the wig budget. I mean, did you ever th- think of of changing the name of the show to These Wigs Don't Lie? <laughs> wigs don't lie. Uh, <laughs> Season two, maybe. You know, we had a lot of trouble with the, sh- the title, actually, of the show because we originally named it Hacks, but then there was like a legal hurdle because somebody had registered the name Hacks for another show on another network already. And so for months and months and months, we had to brainstorm millions and millions of different alt titles, but then we just really couldn't find anything that we felt was better. So we like f- had some man call some other man and finally clear it. <laughs> <laughs> And so we did end up getting it to be officially hacks, but I got to tell you what an absolute journey for us. The fact that it's still hacks is so deeply funny considering how much time we spent wasted now. For it not um, trying to, be, to find right. it. Yeah. Well, people are loving it, but it's that's so not what, good. that's really not what is. this show is about. We're not here to just no. talk about your show. No. We're here right. because oh, you, or you Italian history or this. No. Oh, sure, sure, uh, sure. We're here because people need help. Uh, yes. That's why we're here. It's dire. And they write in to us, and I'm going to tell you right now, some of these questions are important, and some of them you think, how could you have taken the time to a- actually sit down and write this letter? Right. Go scratch. And I'll let you- <laughs> 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 I love it when you say go scratch. I love that expression. Do your parents ever say that? No. <laughs> yeah. Never heard it before. <laughs> go scratch? Yeah. Like go scratch your ass or something? Go- yeah, instead of like go screw. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it not scratch kitchen, which I hate. Yeah, not scratch kitchen, yeah. not Everything's we make a scratch the dough here. kitchen now. Yeah. yeah. We exactly. make it from scratch. I certainly hope so. Right. Uh in any event, we have some fabulous letters today that we're going to go through it with you. I know you're a listener of the show. I, I can't believe – I still can't believe that, actually. Oh, I know. Of course I – I mean, I'm a long time. I'm OG. I'm Sure, I'm, sure, sure. Yeah. Why are you surprised that she has excellent taste? Look at that gorgeous watercolor uh, – oil painting that she's sitting Because, Ronna, why would she listen to the show when she has, like, full access? She could do your phone call away for her. She what? She's gonna call me with her problems and That's say, "What do you? True. What do you sort of text be. me? What do you think of Jean's wig in this scene?" And I'll That's say, true. "Some of them are better than others, but that's right. just like real life." Sure, yeah. sure, sure. No, you're yeah. right. You're right. This doesn't. No, make I'm sense a, I'm a massive fan. I'm I'm, I'm really am. Uh, and Lucia is, of course, a Massachusetts girl, so she understands sure. intimately what we're doing. Actually, she's Western Mass, which is interesting. It's a different, it's a different thing. Breed, oh. much more bohemian. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of lot of people making their own almond and oat milk out there. Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. disgusting. A lot, lot of oatmeal chocolate chip cookies instead of regular chocolate chip cookies. Oh boy, yeah. So extreme. Well, it's a big, big college town. Yes. Yeah. Well, five little colleges. college town, but five schools. Yeah. 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 Great. Uh, UMass. <laughs> See you Amherst there. is near there, and Smith, of course. Yeah. Et cetera, you got them all? Can you name them all? Hampshire, Smith. <laughs> sure. Williams. Yeah. No, not Williams. Um, Amherst College, oh, of course. Amherst College. UMass Amherst. Mm. Johnson's. And what's the fifth McGillicuddy's? One? No. All what's women's. The f- I said Smith. Radcliffe? Smith. Oh, Mount, 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 Mount Holyoke. Mount Holyoke. Mount St. Helens. Also. Oh. Mount Holyoke. I know. I can never figure Mount out if Mount Holyoke is its own thing, but of course it is. It is. Yeah. Um, 
A lot of Helen this Kellers coming from out of yeah. that, out that way. I don't say Helen. Um, all right. Yeah. Should we get started here? Sure. Do you want to read the first one? Or you, or do you can. Want me to- it's entirely up to you. Well, let's hit it. I think you, ready, you should Lucia? read it because it's a, it's a real romp. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, this writer uh, identifies themselves as he, him. To the cultured Rana and the intelligent Brian, I'm hoping you can provide some se- no and love guessed. for Lucia. It didn't My say guest. Maybe say it gu- came through Patreon, but I would be shocked. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I'm hoping you can provide some sound advice regarding a confusing friend situation for me. For me, a carriage house member. Okay, so they're trying to get in our. They're good trying to. Here. Yeah, that's how they. That's right. That's how they try to bump it to the top. They put the ca- carriage house member. Correct. In the first paragraph. Yeah. I, he, him, am a bridesmaid for a friend, she, her, I've known for 30 years since we were children, along with several of our, along with several of our friends, all she, her, all of whom have grown up together. Side note, there are also college friends in the bridesmaid mix, as we aren't sheltered townies who peaked in high school and were only able to make friends with people we met when we were five. Wow. Due to COVID, the bride had to postpone okay. her plan. <laughs> you got it. No one's allowed to have old friends, just letting everyone know. <laughs> nope. He, him has declared no one can have old friends. Everyone exactly. has to have a mixture of friends Otherwise from all the decades townie. of their life. Yes, That's right. okay. Due to COVID, the bride had to postpone her planned wedding, opting to have a small wedding with only her immediate family and no friends. A difficult and completely understandable decision, which minimized COVID transmission and also eliminated the risk of tension between friends about being invited or excluded. One of the bridesmaids has traditionally had a very close relationship with the bride, although this has waned over the last few years. We all live in or around New York City, except for this bridesmaid, who moved away to complete her medical residency. The doctor asked the bride specifically if she could attend the wedding. And I project it was to recapture some of the past closeness of their relationship, and also as a ray of hope amid the living horror that is her life as a frontline healthcare worker. She's also a new mother to add on to the stress and anxiety. The bride said no to this request, citing the family-only policy. Again, a completely understandable boundary from the outset. Okay. A month later, the bride sent a brief clip generated by her wedding videographer, which was very so we've, beautiful. We've got four bridesmaids, one bridesmen, basically. Sure. And one of them lives out of town and is a doctor who just had a baby and is a frontline worker. Who g- reached out and said, please let me come to your wedding. And yeah. the bride said, no, it's family only. It's family only. Okay. Right. It's COVID. It's family only. Okay. A month later, the bride sent a brief clip generated by her wedding videographer, which was very beautiful and moving. I was watching with my best friend, fellow bridesmaid, and in the closing seconds, we saw the fam- – oh, this is great – and in the closing seconds, we saw the familiar musculature and dress of a guest, face obscured by another body, waving a sparkler as the jubilant as the jubilant couple exited the venue. Was this our friend, bridesmaid number four? This sent the best friend and I down a rabbit hole of trying to confirm our suspicions, which we eventually did via a tagged photo on the bride's photographer's Instagram page. Oh, dear. This, we're in deep. This feels very purposeful as the bride has never named her photographer or shared photos, and neither the bride nor number four have ever hinted at number four's presence at the wedding in numerous Zoom conversations. Number four is not the doctor. Just letting everyone know. Oh, is that true? Keep going. Oh, okay. My question is, do we confront the bride about this deception? And or do we tell the doctor about what we found? 
Or are the best friend and I unnecessarily inserting ourselves? And do we just keep this information to ourselves? The best friend and I, I mean, come on. The best friend and I feel a bit resentful about actively holding and inadvertently concealing a secret that isn't our own. Yes, we purposely excavated it. But this is also, wow, okay. But this is also not our misdeed. We know that it would gut the doctor to have been excluded when number four was included, especially because the doctor and number four have experienced tension in gunning for the top stop as the bride's best friend. Spot. Yeah, but I like that they said top stop. (laughs) By saying something or not saying something, either way, it feels like we are taking sides. Please help and thank you. Signed a very tired gay. P.S. In my former job, I worked for an LGBTQIA immigration rights nonprofit for which Brian so generously became a monthly donor. I still am. Immigration equality, it's a wonderful organization. And I sincerely appreciate him him being a man of both intention and action. This organization does amazing work, but I did have to leave because I was being bullied and harassed by my okay. spirit. I can't. I'm sorry. I had to fall asleep during the podcast. I'm much more interested in that story, I have to tell you. <laughs> I have to tell you, that was the best part of the story, to highlight my contributions to this world and how I walk the walk and talk it. Thank you. You know what? Go back there and get bullied. It's a great organization. But he was being bullied at this wonderful organization. Well, yeah. I'm being bullied every week here. Excuse me. No, not by you. Well, by who? Just my impression of you. Oh, that's how you feel about me, but it's not what's actually happening. Is that what exactly, you're saying? Exactly. And yet you keep coming back for more. Yeah, because I get I get over it by the next time we record. Wow. <laughs> that is a I'm roller coaster. Te- Rana, I'm just teasing. I thought you were gonna say, Rana, I'm just being honest. Rana, I'm just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia, what do you think? What do should these people divulge? What what do you think of this mess? What I mean, it's hilarious this? to me that he sends it a very tired gay. I'm like, you're exhausted because of your Nancy Drew. Like, you don't have to be tired. This is entirely your choice. He's like the girl that runs the babysitter's club. <laughs> Christy, yeah. She's always driving herself crazy and wondering why she's so exhausted and stressed out. And she and they're all problems of her own making. You're right, Luke. This sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. He's exhausted. He's punching himself out and running in circles and Googling and deep diving and rabbit holing and everything he could possibly do. At least he's aware that it really is just like he, want, he wants to be the best friend. He's mad he wasn't. Like, it's just, it has nothing to do really with we weren't invited, we weren't. It's just like, you weren't invited and you're sad. And what are you going to do by confronting it? You're going to force this person to say, yes, I wanted them there, not you. That is the truth, no matter how you boil it down. I like this. Yeah, you've learned something either way. Yeah, I mean, you can confront them, but then they're just forced to say, yes, you're not as important to me in my life for whatever reason. Though and I thought they, before, sorry, I thought go before, on to you. I thought before it was the doctor, in which I was going to say, of course, they need a doctor there. Let them invite the doctor. There should be a doctor. <laughs> That's true. That's but is true. there a doctor in the house? Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. it sounds it's like just one of the many she hers. I don't feel that it, it it is what it is. You're just gonna have to get over it. You can confront them, but well, whatever this jockeying for the top spot has been is uh, we we have our answer. Who's in the top spot? Spackla is in the top spot. Spackla musculature is in the top spot. <laughs> musculature was an interesting dig. Yeah, Slight passive aggressive. We recognized her musculature. <laughs> we saw her and we saw that dress that she's worn before. That's how we knew it was her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she's she's the top stop. What can I tell you? She is it. Yeah. She is top it. Top stop on the friendship chain. And by the she way, is. maybe yeah. maybe just for a second. I I don't think any of this was personal. 
this is the bride can invite whoever the hell she wants, and you just have to deal with that. It's her wedding. This was her best friend, and this is clearly a friend she considers family. Clearly, if if this person was the exception to the rule, you might also just want to take a look at yourself because she probably didn't want to tell you for a reason. Maybe you would have been sort of a jerk about it, or acted out about it, or been I don't know, said something kind of negative about it when real, or maybe you're drama. I don't know. I mean, it seems like well, we know that you are. We know that you are. Yeah, but the bride is all sneaky. Th- all that said, all that said, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you are in live in an artistic community at all, but if you do, <laughs> you need to rent a gallery space. For just like you could do that in Northampton for sure. You could do that. Yeah. You rent a gallery space and you put all of your evidence together and you tell her. And by the way, you should continue to gather evidence for about another year, max or minimum. So and then you line the walls with all the Mm. art. You say, Oh, come come look at this exhibit. And it's a walkthrough, kind of like a maze. And at the end, you'll tell me what you think. And you walk her through that whole thing. And you say, This is why I have no money. I've devoted my life to taking you down. (laughs) Who shot JFK? And then she'll say, I'm sorry yeah. to invite you. And you could say, it's okay. I love you. Oh, then you let her off the hook at the end of it. Well, because you've done all that work. All you wanted was the friendship back. Right, Lucia? Yeah, I'm not sure you're getting it back, but you can try. <laughs> <laughs> Do people want these friendships back? Is that what they want? Well, who is this woman that everyone wants to be her best friend and they're all jealous of each other? What's she that sounds dynamic? pretty great. <laughs> what is that dynamic? I, I'll never understand it as long as I live. We're all jockeying for top stop. What, right. Why do they all want to be top stop? What, what is the, why? Do you think it's like a Heather situation? Maybe she's the worst of them or the best of them. Mm. Who knows? I hate to pick apart the storytelling here, but why did we do the doctor detour? I think because that's a great question. I think because they wanted to point out someone else asked to go and she said I see. no. So, there was a so definitive line clearly, in the sand with the totally. friends. Yep. Also, mm. we in the tiff between the doctor and muscles, we uh, well, Spackler rather, sorry. In the in the tiff between the doctor and Spackler. Right. Our letter writer has really chosen his side, which is for doctor. Doctor is virtue and Spackler is trouble in our mm. story here. And no one can believe Spackler got to attend. When no, it was a full misdeed. It was a full misdeed. Yes, this angel who's been saving lives, lives out of town, wants to, uh, you know, reignite the friendship, prostrated herself on the altar to ask for an invitation when she has no time or energy to even go to this wedding, was turned down, and then Spackler showed up. But let me tell you something. Maybe Spackler's a makeup artist. Maybe Spackla knows how to fix your dress for the picture. Or maybe she's I mean, chill. what do you really need on the day that you get it? Maybe Spackla brings a flask full of scotch. I mean, that's what you need. Who, who, also, who has five bridespeople? A lot of people do. But why? I mean, what right. is it? I, I know. I know what you mean. I, I must say, I was supposed to get married last year during COVID yep. in Italy. Yep. May. Gorgeous. Didn't happen, obviously. I'm not, I have no, I'm not having bridesmaids because I feel I'm too old. Um, but you, No, if but, you have okay. five great friends that you want sure. by your side, then do it. But my wedding planner, who's Italian, just simply cannot understand. She's always like, 
not sure. Whenever Paul and I say something, it's like, well, we're not going to do the traditional thing. She immediately is like, gives us a face like you don't know what you're doing. But then she remembers we're paying her. And then she goes, this could be amazing, guys. And always has to <laughs> change her point of view on our non-traditional wedding. That's, That's all. That's I think um, we look I o- forward to getting the invitation, Brian. <laughs> Brian, Definitely. we're not sharing a room, though, Brian. We're not sharing a room. Why, no. Rana? We'll share a compartment on the train because we'll take the uh, we'll take the Orient Express from London to Venice. But and we'll get a sidecar yeah. for the Vespa we scoot around yeah. in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I think. Uh, I actually feel sorry for this bride that she hasn't been able to post any photos because she's afraid of your reaction to her wedding. It's her fault. She should have told everyone. We're not having anyone. I'm just having Spockla because Spockla knows how to pose a picture. Yeah. Or I've known Spockla longer. I mean, the problem is they're still holding on to this idea that they're bridesmaids and bridesmen, because, but there's no wedding. So what is this honorary title still? Who has ever been let down because they didn't end up having to be a bridesmaid? Isn't it just a an annoying of, thing? A lot of people. I guess so. I That's guess the, so. always the subplot on Bridezilla's. True. Yeah, is who's most important and who gets that's always part of the power trip is how they get to pick who's uh gonna do their bidding. I never understood anybody who was dying to be somebody's handmaid and it never made any sense to me. Nope. But I was a bride's I was a groomsman once. Oh really? Oh yeah, and it was the smartest thing the groom ever did because what you really want (laughs) is a woman there who says, I got you these incredible cufflinks. Here's a flask filled with what you need. Did anybody call ahead to see if the car was coming? Da, 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 da. Well, those bozos, uh, you know, playing ear hockey or whatever they're doing with each other, you know, whatever. Talk, right. They're just dumb boys. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You need some organization there there. to get yeah. it going. Yeah, Getting it done, making sure everything's dotted and crossed. Yeah. But the ultimate answer is... If this is going to stand in the way of your friendship, and this is an important friendship, then why don't you just say, look, we know you had Spackler there. What happened? Mm-hmm. I wanted one person with me on the day. Post your pictures. Yeah. Free the her from the yoke of whatever this is. Yes. And, and move on. But the doctor's problem is her problem individually. It's got nothing to do with you. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on to the next one, dear? Let's do it. Okay. Dear Rana, Brian with a capital Y, an illustrious guest. I'm a 38-year-old mother, wife, and for lack of a better term, new adult. Okay. Huh. That is to say, I was fortunate enough to use the general pause of the pandemic pandemic to take the time to focus on myself, my mental health, and self-actualization through therapy and gobs of reading. I realized my codependent tendencies stemming from my childhood in an alcoholic and violent home were truly stifling me. Long story short, I'm working to build better boundaries and truly allow myself to just be. This is where I am hoping you will be able to come in. During the process, I also realized that in abandoning my own needs as a young person, I also inadvertently checked out during the part of my life Uh, during the part of life when an individual might develop a sense of style. To be honest, I smugly adopted some Simone de Beauvoir laced, self-righteous bullshit 
using feminism to justify the reason I felt panicked in a Macy's dressing room or couldn't properly apply eyeliner instead of ever admitting I simply didn't know how to woman in all caps. Okay. Haven't heard it as a verb before, but they'll turn anything into a verb these days. Well, you use summer as a verb, Rana. I yeah. summer here, I summer there. Well, I've certainly heard that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. I have eased into a plain PTA volunteer, almost utilitarian wardrobe, i.e. nine pairs of yoga pants and countless cheap plain white tees. All the while spending the months of the year dreaming and, and shopping for the perfect work holiday patty frock and shoes. The one time I will allow myself such an indulgence as buying something beautiful and flattering. My question is, how does a crusty old 38-year-old go about cultivating an aesthetic? I need something between Pinterest board, uh, between Pinterest board and Mikey's look for Erica Jane's Hong Kong trip. Would hiring, a, <laughs> would hiring a professional stylist be worth the investment? Your always precise input would be so greatly appreciated as I'm pretty sure I haven't allowed a, quote, fashion feeling since leafing through the 1998 edition of InStyle with Ashley Judd on the cover. Great. Thank you for being a weekly bright light during my COVID chrysalis. Sincerely, 13 going on 38. I'll just go real quick because I don't, I don't know this world really at all. So I will just say, if I were you, I'd go the other extreme. And the only two options would be Jessica McClintock, Laura Ashley. What do you all think? <laughs> You're going to leave gunny sacks off that list? Gu- Absolutely. Gunny sacks. The war- I would just, I would really. <laughs> Lily Pulitzer. Exactly. Just yeah. get a bunch of Jack rouge. Jack Rogers sandals. Lipstick circles on your cheeks. <laughs> I would just go all the way with it. But go I, to a I'd leave this one to shop you. and see what's left over. Correct. Lucia, what do you think? You're a person who has terrific personal style. Thank you. But also it has been an evolution. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> no, it's I a mean, little dig. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying as you've gotten older and you have sure. more means. Yes. You always, we always have things we covet, but the sure. question is when we allow ourselves to have the things we want. Sure. Well, I think that's, Would yes, you say I, that's a threshold that you crossed at some point? Absolutely. I, I, I think, was not suggesting you never looked <laughs> terrific. I was just saying that life starts to get- a long ex- road, yeah, Lucia. Life starts to get expensive. Girl, you made it. <laughs> you did it. We you didn't would. think. <laughs> When you want things, life starts to get expensive and you have to decide you have a child, you have a job, you have this, you have that. Where do you put your money and how much is something worth? And should I just keep wearing my yoga pants and my t-shirt? It's a tough, it's a leap that you have to make in your mind. Absolutely. And I I think what I center in on here is personal style, right? Personally, what does she feel good in? And that's the thing she didn't really cover in the letter, which is okay. But um, my my only thing about a stylist, and I think actually a stylist might be a great idea because they can say, here's a bunch of ideas. What do you respond to? It can help curate it and narrow it down. But I'm kind of curious if she sees somebody, she's seeing Emily Blunt on the on a red carpet and says, that's the look, that's how yeah. I want to dress. I think- Kate Moss. I mean, the, the, the number ultimate. one. Yeah. Um, but I, to me, I'm a little bit more curious is if she- within herself feels she knows what she wants to feel like in clothes. And, and then I think it's a little bit easier to figure out um, how to acquire it. And actually to your point, uh, Lucia, I think a good, 
a stylist who's maybe not as good puts their style onto you. And it actually mm-hmm. happens more, even among professional stylists, it happens more than you'd think. Mm-hmm. And interior yeah. designers. Correct. Exactly. Yep. This is what would look good here without mm-hmm. really doing a deep consult with you. Mm-hmm. But I think it's absolutely worth this is just having the conversation with yourself before if you were before you go to a stylist, if you go that route of just being mm-hmm. like, this is what I'm drawn to. I think a stylist is a lot of pressure when you're feeling insecure about your tastes. And I think that that is, as much as we love the queer eye and the this and the that, I think what you said is entirely correct, which is that that is, if you like the way Tan France dresses, then that's great. But the idea is to not foist their their opinion and their aesthetic onto you. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me when you're saying you spend all year fantasizing about buying one summer dress or one whatever, that you do know what you like, actually. You just don't, you think of things in the fantasy realm instead of the everyday realm. So how do we marry those things? Mm. So instead of this is my event dress, which by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a million chic people. Look at Corrine Reutfeld. Okay. She wears mm-hmm. the same thing every single day. And then probably once a year, she gets an even more glamorous piece of something, but that's who she is. It's perfectly fine to have a fabulous uniform and then really knock it out of the pack for an event here and there. I think Lucia really hit on something, which is start looking at stars, etc., in casual wear as opposed to what you see on these red carpet looks. And think about what you like. I also think you need to think about your figure and what Mm. looks good on your figure. And I have a feeling you know. I have a feeling you know I'm not a crew neck T-shirt person or I'm a boat neck T-shirt person or I have great arms, I can wear a tank top or whatever it is. And you just have to start leaning in that direction. And what I would say is because this is something that you're excited about, I would do a little bit of coveting as we're discussing. And I would keep very, I would keep everything very neutral, meaning jeans that fit great, t-shirts that fit great. And I would start coveting little pieces that make you a personal style pop, whether that's a piece of jewelry, a fancy pair of sneakers, a gorgeous jacket, whatever, whatever it is. And I think you will get such joy out of those individual purpose, clown nose, clown shoes, bowling shoes. Right. Uh, I think you'll get such joy out of those purchases that they will lead to other fabulous purse. They will lead to other purchases and you'll never feel bad about spending that money as opposed to a zillion things from Zara, Mm -hmm. which by the way, Zara has great stuff. I would Sandra, also say, those but sort we of can't brands. endorse fast fashion. We can't. That's right. That's right. For the for the environment. True. Right. We can't. Well, and also for the Uyghurs. Sure. In China. Sure. The China uh, BS. Yeah. yeah. We're being yeah. driven yeah. out. Um, okay. I was just going to add to that. My, I am, I do not like clothes shopping very much uh, at all. I hate the experience. What I do love. And maybe some people maybe get carried away with it or something, or they they're not good about returning things. I really do like finding things um, at different stores or whatever, and ordering them, and overbuying, and trying everything on in my place in yeah. my house, looking at 
four different mirrors. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're not just stuck in the same lighting and the sameness and really making sure I like how it feels and looks. Um, and then I just return stuff. Usually I get the return box ready like that day or the next day. Uh, cause you, I just want to make sure you do it. But I just like trying for, for someone who isn't totally confident in what they're wearing. I, I think that the in, in home shopping thing actually helps. And I think also you're not intoxicated by the shopping experience. So right. this, the salesperson telling you, oh, you, you should always be wearing a high ruffled collar. Yeah. Cause you most know, places have free shipping and returns now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fabulous advice. But I think the real truth is you know what you like. You're just afraid to allow yourself to. And that that's, you know, allow yourself. And allow yourself to get a couple of pieces and take it slow. You're not, you know, but, but also don't make the mistake Lucia made before yeah. her evolution. Don't ever, Ugh. whatever she was doing then, do not go that route. She was being we a student is what she was doing before that. And she always looked terrific. But I'm talking about there is a moment in a woman's life where you sure. say, you know what? And it's, And you brought up interior design. It's the same thing. Do I want to keep buying stuff from Ikea? Do I oh, want to buy yeah. some pieces? Close, interior design is clothing for your home. So you think, you know what? I want more clothes for my house that I feel good in. That's how I think of it. Mm-hmm. What is the outfit for this room, basically? And am I going to feel good in this room when I'm in it, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a threshold because it seems frivolous when you've spent your whole life not spending or because you know you've had to, you know, you got to pay your rent and you have to take care of your children, et cetera, et cetera. It's an indulgence and you have to get comfortable with that idea. That's what I think is sort of in the, in the heart of this letter a little bit. Uh, all right, dear, we have, a, we should get to our next question. Let's do it, Rana. But you know, I will say this, Luch- I'm just going to mention this now. Lucia is a big fan of the coffee. She was one of the first people that I sent the coffee to. Love. And I got to say, I'm not exact. I'm not a huge coffee person. Paul is the super coffee guy, but he made it. And I, I found it to be very good. And I don't really love all coffee. I didn't think I was going to be able to get Paul to make the vanilla coffee. I had to, I had to launch a separate, cause he's got a mocha master. He's very serious. And I had to launch a separate text to him saying, look, don't just try the carriage house blend, which I know you'll love. I know you think this is a flavored coffee. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. not. It's infused. It's not. It's an infused flavor. Mm-hmm. And I hate to tell you that they were converted immediately. Yeah. Sure. So there we are. There we go. Uh, all right, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary of the coffee, so we're very excited. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here we go. At the, and you know what? In asterisks, it says at the very top, please keep me anonymous. So we're going to do it. Hello, dearest Rana, Brian, the Y in bold, and admired guest. Hmm. I've been friends with a man for a few years now. It was love at first sight for me, but he had an out of the an out of country girlfriend. Why? For the first year of our friendship that he never talked about. So I became the sexless local girlfriend. Concerts, cooking dinner together, movies on the couch, record shopping, doubles tennis with his parents who love me, going as his date to functions, all with a heavy Mm -hmm. dose of flirtation and sexual innuendo. I became, I just want to highlight that. Sure, 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 sure. A whole girlfriend, except he had a girlfriend. When she came to town, I ceased to exist. She and I eventually met. She did not like me, not that I blame her. And it was clear there was resentment and tension and it was only a matter of time before they broke up. They did. 
and he moved on to a wildly inappropriate rebound relationship, this time out of state. So again, I was in the position of local sexless girlfriend. I was upset but also didn't want to be the messy rebound girl myself, so I let it play out. Unfortunately, he wanted to talk to me about all of it, and I finally had to come clean about my feelings for him and institute some boundaries. He was respectful, if not shocked, and yet somehow we carried on with the friendship as if nothing had happened and even became each other's pod in the first half of the pandemic. Last fall, I decided I'd have enough, I'd had enough, and stopped agreeing to see him and made myself very unavailable. After six months of silence on either side, he reached out last weekend to get together. No sooner had we sat down did he, one, apologize for not reaching out and also for the way it hurt me, two, say he missed me and needed me in his life, and three, said, oh, by the way, I'm seeing someone and she's moving here and I'd like you to be her friend. What does this man want from me? We've never had any explicitly sexual contact of any kind, but the tension is also palpable. His friendship means a lot to me or I wouldn't have put up with this shit for so long. Should I cut him off entirely? Should I stay friends and hope time does this thing? Do I sleep with his friend? Am I really in love with him or is he just tall? Help me, please. You two are truly a bright spot every week. I laugh, I cry, I have undying love for Rhonda's taste in absolutely everything. I could buy this man's company for what I've spent on Abdel Qadr candles. And I delight in Brian's unhinged advice. Thank you for any and all insight advice you can provide. XX Anonymous. P.S. I really did try to keep it brief. That was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, kids. What do we think? Uh, Lucia. I feel bad. Yeah. I feel like she just had to put up those boundaries much earlier. And I totally understand why she didn't. She just thought I'll stick around. It'll work out. Cause sometimes it does. But I think especially when she said, I actually have feelings for you. And then they pretended it didn't happen to me. That's where it starts to, that's the turning point for, for me yeah. in the relationship. That's really shitty. And he, I think, I think in relationships, sometimes like this, someone keeps someone around so that they can continue, continue to be admired. Yes. Maybe you are definitely still, you know, maybe you are good friends and maybe he does think that of you, but you scratched a niche for him that he wouldn't scratch for you. And so mm-hmm. just in that way, I think it's an imbalance and I, but my, I, I'm with Lucia it is it's, that sucks. Yeah. It's a sad story. It had a lot of great moments and great highlights and it had potential. The doubles with the parents. Yeah. I mean, doubles tennis. I mean, that's sounds, like his parents sounds heavenly. That's like there there should have been a ring in one of those tennis balls if you're doing yeah. that. Mm. Yes, but this is also a guy who is chasing whatever he's chasing. He had a girlfriend in another country. He had a girlfriend in another city. He had a rebound and a blah, blah, blah. Now he's bringing in a girl he barely knows to move in with him from somewhere else. he That's where he is at. That is his pathology romantically. That's the trajectory he's on. And to be a little kinder to him, Perhaps this is what his sort of bifurcated existence is. It's like a wife and a mistress or sure. a Madonna whore, they used to call it, or whatever you want to say, which is you're perfect in every way except for the part that you don't match up with his particular uh, pathology and interests. And I'm not saying he's not attracted to you. I'm just saying that's not what he's doing. He's working something else out in some other way in his romantic realm. And you seem to fit the bill in every other way. Well, he's not going to, he's not going to marry that, those catch-ups, shall we say. They're going to stay in separate bottles for him. 
goddamn gall of saying, will you be friends with my new girlfriend? I really need you to do that for me. That is to me so is psycho. appalling. Yeah. Well, what he wants is he doesn't want to lose. She's great. She's terrific. She's this, she's that. But this relationship is no, this idea that he's been a great friend and you don't want to lose him. No, he hasn't really been a great friend. He's been a companion and you've done one and you've had a lot of fun and good times together, but he's not your friend. You have feelings for him. So this isn't my male best friend got a girlfriend and he doesn't have time for me anymore. That's not the story you're telling here. The story you're telling is I've been in love with this guy for three years. I've told him four different ways. I spent every moment I can with him because I love the way I feel around him. And he's had three girlfriends in that time. And that is a real dagger to the heart. It is. Also, it stinks. How unfair, like you were saying, Lucia, to move on from that conversation and pretend it didn't happen. That is mm-hmm. so horrible. And convenient for him. I think he probably thought, well, this is awkward for everyone and let's just move past this and sweep it under the rug, but it's really unfair. Did he pretend it didn't happen? Yeah. It sounds like they just moved on from the conversation. To me, it read like- But she also pretended it didn't happen. I think, I bet because he did. I bet because he did. She, no, because he got back in touch. She was thinking that was going to be the big salvo six months later that she went to the the real gut punches, the drink she goes to where he says, I've missed you terribly. I can't believe he's acknowledging that they haven't spoken for the six months. I missed you terribly. This and that. But he doesn't mention anything about feelings in that. His feelings. No, about, about her feelings. Yes. His feelings. She's his best friend. Right. And by saying to her, I want you to be friends with my new girlfriend. He is telling her there's nothing going on between us in this other realm. I mean, could he have been a little less, you know, beat he around the been bush clearer, about it? And he could have done it right then and there. Yeah. But he sort of did. I love you. I miss you. I want you to be friends with my new girlfriend. I mean, it's oh, six awful. six months later. Yeah, six months it's later. It's awful, of course. But he is not saying... The really crappy thing would have been, I love you, I miss you, my parents miss you, we want to have dinner, we want to play tennis, we want this, we want that. And then a week later, she finds out that the new girlfriend is is moving to town. It's always about what he needs in every way. I need a doubles partner. I need somebody to hang out with my girlfriend. It's always about him. And it's Mm -hmm. it's not about her. And she should... We, sh- we should move on. And he, by the way, I do believe he has known the entire time that you probably had feelings for him. Of and course. there's something about you that feeds his ego. I'm not saying yes. he's the worst person in the world or anything, or that he even seems like a bad guy, but part of you was to make him feel good. Yes. No doubt about it. No question. But why are you hanging on as the secret girlfriend for all mm-hmm. these years? Yeah. Because I think what you're saying, Brian, is entirely true, which is he's known this whole time that you have feelings for him. He has known this whole time that you're on the menu and he has never ordered the entree. Oh, and he has never told you, I don't feel that way. Mm. You let me know when you're past this, you know? I think he thought, which of course is just immature nonsense and what people do and everybody does it. But he thought he reached out and he thought if she's not over it, she won't respond. And this is the, story he told himself in his head about not being a bad guy or whatever, you know, whatever people do. And when she said, yes, I'll meet you for a drink. You're, you're entirely right about that. He did not say a platonic drink. He said, I miss you. Let's get together. 
And she took that as a helpful sign, understandably. And then she got sucker punched at the drink. But that's always the risk with these things. And what sucks for you, letter writer, is I understand that feeling of really not being over someone until you're over them. And and do everything you can to not be attracted to them and to not think about them. And it's just one of those things I think that, A, you know, certainly if I, I, we always say therapy and I don't think you need it for this specific thing, but you might need it for confidence building. I don't know, but, um, you need it to figure out why it's okay with you to, because in a weird way, you're doing the same thing he's doing. He has these long distance relationships that he's idealizing. There is a big chasm between you and he, and you are living in that space. You're comfortable living in the pining space as opposed to the moving forward space. And that is something that you have to resolve within yourself about either what you think you deserve or what you really want. Or, I mean, this is, I just want to say, this is so common. This is not, you're, you're not a fool. You shouldn't be ashamed. You're not silly. It's not any of those things. It's just this is this relationship, and then hopefully it won't happen again. But, but three years is long enough. Don't lose yourself to this guy. No, and where the therapy comes in is to not do this again, to say, ah, I see myself doing it again. I see myself doing everything for this person and not and not really getting what I want. And you should be getting what you want too. Everybody can get what they want. It's not a one or the other. You know, the givers and the takers sort of thing. But- it stinks. It absolutely stinks. He's, a, he's, we got to get rid of him now altogether. Yeah. I wish him luck with his new long distance local relationship. I'm Where sure he's finding be all these women out of town, out of Great state. Great question. What is the going internet, on with him? The internet. Oh, oh Rana. Rana hates the internet. <laughs> She's They're so all disappointed. They're on the internet. They're all yeah. on the internet. Great point, Rana. Uh, all right, dear. So, Oh, Lucia, it's the end of the show. Can you believe? I can't believe it. It flew by. I want to tell everyone again, watch Hacks on HBO Max. It's How many episodes so are now? Four? Three or four? Four are out as four of out. today, yes. Okay, but it's great. two a week. So it two basically, it, and our finale is on June 10th. So catch up, watch them. And then, and if not, then, you know, wait till they're all bingeable. Sure. But I but don't they, want you to binge. I, I know what you, you mean. I, there is something no. about this show. Watch them when they come out. Yeah. I think it's fun to get two and two and two and two. I've really enjoyed that. Because one doesn't feel like enough. Right. Yeah. But four is too many. Yeah. And and all 10. I don't know. I think there's something about, you know, I like when people get to think about it for a little bit. Completely. Exactly. And Completely. look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Lucia, before we finish the show, as you know, we – decide to give a little gift to someone who we think wrote in, who we think really deserves it. It could just be an instinct. It can be a feeling. Whoever we think uh, might appreciate a little token of something. So just to recap, we have who we just heard from, which was the sexless local girlfriend, as she called herself. We have the uh, mom who wants a makeover, and we have the wedding invite deception from the person who was trying to get to the bottom of it. I think we can all agree it's a no-brainer on the last one. Completely. Yeah. Completely. And I think she's getting one of our confidence candles, Brian. What's that? That's when we say to somebody, light a candle, take a deep breath, 
remember your value basically and mm-hmm. to and have a little thought before you make a decision about your next move. Right. And somebody mentioned the Abdel Qadas. I think it was her. She said she's she's spent all of her money on the Abdel Qadas. So we can either send her an Abdel Qada or we can send her a Lalabo. You 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 know what? Let's get into the Palo Santo. Sure. Well, I was she's thinking, you know what? Clear this guy out of here. Oh, you I want her? This... You want her candle because she's? Oh, you gonna? Well, oh, you thinking... want to send to the CVS bamboo collection? No, Rana. Which, by the way, is great. But I was thinking, <laughs> um, uh, you yeah, that you would send me the candle, and right, then I could she send... already mentioned in the letter that she's got one. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. Think she has enough candles. In her and life. then you know what? I was. You know what, uh, Lucia? Tip for next season. Mm. I was in the grocery store. Just recently, and they sell those icon candles for hardly any money. So I don't know if if uh, Gene Smart will be very religious in the next season. But in other words, you could tell your set designer from Westworld that that those are really inexpensive and very beautiful. Okay. So Rana, maybe we could send her an icon candle, like of the Virgin Mary, and then I could get the other one. But we'll you see. Were. It all comes out in the wash. Yeah. And did Lucia pay you for the coffee you sent her? I just wanted to double check. No. Okay. So we'll refused. Uh, Lucia. I refused. <laughs> Stay. I told you I said it's COD, cash on delivery. Oh, so yeah. she did. Okay. But yeah. whoever signed yeah. for it paid Someone you. did then, I guess. Okay, yeah. I said okay. don't, but I guess they may have. I yeah, they so paid for it out of petty cash it. on the show. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's so gauche to bring that stuff up, but also business is business. You it know? is. I'm business. happy to pay for it. I will. I will say. I, I was. I'm just kidding about the refusal. No, that's Brian Dia. That's not okay. We do things a are. certain way here. Yeah. And then Brian likes to go around the back and get a vent. Well, the accounting's a little bit mixed works. up, and I think mm. Rana. You know, I think it's a little uneven what we're giving each do, other. Who, yeah. who does? You have somebody else doing the accounting. We do. Yeah. There is someone else doing the accounting, but also we haven't hired our HR person yet, even though the email is live. So HR at Askrana is live. So I've sent letters, but no one's written back yet. So anyway. Yeah, I'm sure You're they're going to get to it. Do you sure. and Paul have an HR person? And, you know, within this company of, of Polly Lou, of our production company? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know, actually we have, well, we have an assistant. I like to think of her as HR. I like HR. to think of her as, you know, yeah. if she's got a problem, she'll, she should let us know. But sure, so far. Sure. So, so far, far it's everything's okay. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, okay, good. <laughs> sure. I think things are running. I think they're good. Yeah. Well, if you ever need someone to come in and do blind interviews with the three of you to get to the bottom of anything, I would yeah. be thrilled too. I will do that. Okay. Thank you. I, I'm going to, I'm already went there. Did you see that in my eyes? You I did. already went Something there. happened. Something did happen. <laughs> I already went, well, do I have to do an affidavit or what <laughs> Yeah, happened? sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Maybe just a- All right, dear. So we're going to read our cliffhanger now. You do not have to stay for it. Uh, you're welcome to stay. You're welcome to go. Um, maybe I'll stay. Do it. We want you gonna, to. Well, you can hear it. You'll think of it as a sneak peek because you otherwise you'd hear it live on the episode anyway. Watch me mute, um, but watch. I'm going to watch. We have been Good. so delighted to have you here today. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, I am on Twitter at Lucia and Yellow. Okay. Um, I am private on Instagram though, so. Excuse I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, but, um, no, but yeah, that's what all the, that's what all Perfect. the fancy people But my do Twitter is private. just like screaming about politics. It's not that good. So don't, well, so be heads up. I don't know. If fair you know. enough. All right, so follow or don't follow. That's up to you, but right. what you can do. And the other thing is hacks is not just on HBO max. Aren't they putting it on regular HBO also? They did this past weekend. I hope they continue to, but it was the, it was really exciting to have it on HBO linear. I was really nice. happy. Yeah. 
That's I very exciting. That they real they you know they seem to do whatever they want, but when they find something good, they elevate it to the network. That's okay. What okay. At least that's how it looks from here. Yep. Uh, looking forward to the Emmy campaign. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, dear. Thank you so much for being with us. But more importantly, thank you for this gift of this fabulous show that we're enjoying we so much. And again, we just have to tell our audience. I can't, we don't even have to tell them because there's never been something that was more for them than this show. This show is for them. No doubt about it. This is an Ask Rana audience show. No question. No question (laughs) about it. And do me a favor, pass on our thanks to your co-creators, fabulous Jen Statsky, who of course did Parks and Rec and a million other things. And your gorgeous and talented, uh, fabulous husband, Paul W.D., who we absolutely adore. You're a real trifecta, you three. Do you think that when he turns 40, they're going to have a WD-40 theme? (laughs) I could say that for him. He doesn't mind. He likes a a theme costume. Sure. He does. Yeah. He makes an event out of it. So, Rana, I am already forgetting. You're reading the cliffhanger, right? I'll read the cliffhanger. Okay, perfect. Okay. Let's see where it is here. Hold on. Oh, Yeah. I'm yeah. not looking forward to this. No. Dear Ron O'Brien and glorious guest, I'm writing to ask advice about my, about my father, who is a curmudgeonly man with an intolerable, disgusting, personal hygiene problem. Mm. Boy, some background. Myself and my brother are in our late 30s. Our parents divorced when we were very young when our father blew our entire life savings on his mistress. Okay. I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, that feels like a real, yeah, that's a doozy. Yeah. My mother is an absolute angel on earth. That's italicized. Recently retired ER nurse who saved lives every day, raised two successful children on her own, put us through college as a single mother, etc. She thought it best to keep our father in our orbit for any sort of salvageable family values. Uh, though he wasn't any sort of valuable father figure. No child support, no little league games, nothing of the sort. Ew. Now that we're grown and have our own lives, we're realizing just how much of an absolute messed our father is. But specifically when it comes to personal hygiene, when we gather for holidays and special occasions, completely unkempt appearance, unwashed, uncut, greasy hair, long and dirty fingernails, Dirty, ratty, and outgrown clothes, even at my wedding. There is no evidence he uses soap if he even bathes or showers. Wow. Wow. It's uncomfortable to be within a few feet of him. Riding in the car with him is unbearable. I must fumigate my house after he visits. I cringe when I see him play with my brother's kids. Hmm. Mm. When we first noticed this lack of hygiene a few years ago, we would all suggest he needs to show up with clean clothes, washed hair, etc. but he did not take our advice. One year, I bought him new clothes and quality personal hygiene products, but those gifts went entirely unused. Last year, my mother spoke with him about it before Christmas, but he did not take any action to rectify his appearance or hygiene. I sent him a list of multiple barbershops within blocks of his apartment, but he has yet to make an appointment. How do we discuss this with him to mitigate these uncomfortable and frankly embarrassing issues about his lack of personal hygiene? 
I don't feel like my mother should have to step in here. She's done enough for our family and should not be responsible for this mess of an ex-husband who abandoned her and her family. My brother and I have our own families, homes, and careers to take care of. Responsibilities my father did not have. My brother is working very hard to be the good father that our dad was not, and I can see the disgust in my brother's eyes when our unkempt father walks into the room. And frankly, it's an uncomfortable topic to even bring up with your own father. Sure. But I realize an uncomfortable conversation may be necessary, and I'm willing to take that on. But what do I say? Where do I start? My father has only so many good years left, and I think if our family has anything to offer to make me feel like a somewhat decent human after a life of disgrace, it's gatherings and holidays with his kids and grandkids. Though he can at least show up with clean clothes and washed hair, right? Or do we need to just accept that this is the father we have in our lives and this is the kind of person he'll present at every family event? Any advice would be greatly appreciated and utilized. Sincerely, a distraught daughter. Good Ooh, luck. Well, answer this on heaven. Patreon, patreon.com slash askrana. Join us for a coffee clutch on June, June 11th. Yeah. Try the honey latte and get, tell us what you think. Yes. Tag us, let us know. And let, and also don't forget the geotagging. So I know what cities or big cities you near so that I can understand how it's, how this trend is traveling across the country. Yes. And yeah. uh, we'll see you on Patreon and next week. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.